Welcome to She's Running, the podcast dedicated to talking to women who are running for office locally, nationally, and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson, and I am beyond excited that you're listening to our first episode. So why am I doing this podcast? Because quite frankly, everything about the 2016 election season sucked. Millions across the country have been woken up to the fact that we can't assume that everything is going to be okay. We actually have to work hard to make sure that it is. The people who represent us in our government need to actually be representative of the people that they are governing. Women make up more than half of the U.S. population, but hold only 19% of the seats in Congress, 24% of the seats in legislatures, and 23% of state executive seats. That's outrageous, and we can change it. On She's Running, I'm going to be talking to women who are running for office all over the country. These are women who have decided to take on the challenge of representing us, the people. Democrat, Republican, or neither. Gay, straight, bi, trans, or none of the above. Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, and all of the other people who make up our America. We are the people of the United States, and shouldn't those who govern us be representative of that? On this podcast, I'll be talking to women who are taking up the mantle of public service about what inspired them to take the leap, the process of running for office, and the challenges that they've been facing. We will talk about some of the resources that are out there for women who want to run for office, but aren't sure where to begin. One of these resources is mentioned in today's interview, She Should Run. She Should Run is a nonpartisan organization whose mission is to expand the talent pool of future elected female leaders. She Should Run works to create a culture that inspires women and girls to aspire toward public leadership. There's a great article on The Cut talking about women who have been inspired to run for office, and a spokesperson for She Should Run said that in a normal month, the organization sees, at best, anywhere between a few dozen to a few hundred women sign up. But in the three months since the election, over 8,000 women have indicated their interest in running for office by registering for She Should Run's online incubator program. And they say things show no sign of slowing down, which is awesome. And I'll link to the Cuts article and She Should Run on she'srunningpod.com. So let's now get to my conversation with one of the women who has taken the leap and is running for local office, Tori Engelstadt, who is running for election board in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I was on your website mm-hmm. and I need you to tell me about this awesome black and white picture of the women in uniform. <laughs> Isn't it so cool? I was, yes. you know, I, I, I've made a couple websites for my job or whatever, but you know, I've, um, I've been inspired by a lot of the organization that's been happening, especially in Philadelphia around different women's groups and, mm-hmm. you know, the people who, um, among my neighborhood and, you know, around the city are a lot of strong women who are coming out, who are speaking out. You know, we're seeing Elizabeth Warren and all these Kamala Harris and a lot of different amazing ladies speaking out uh, against some a lot of the scary and troubling things that are happening. So I just was looking for a picture that expressed that and started searching for World War II pictures of women who were, you know, doing unexpected things and taking on new roles that they 
you know, previously wouldn't have been considered for. Mm -hmm. And I really liked that picture. Um, so I put it on my website. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's great. It's very kind of awesome and empowering. Right. Yeah. You can really kind of tell a story just with that picture. No kidding. Absolutely. And you know, when I'm, when I've been looking for people to, to join my team or to give me advice, I'm always looking to women. And I, I didn't even really realize that I was doing that until I, you know, I've got my little Google sheets of all my people <laughs> who help me and, you know, everybody who's volunteered to knock on doors or people who even want to give me money. I've got, you know, these lists and, you know, I've started making one of all the people who've really been putting in actual time and hours of helping me, whether it is on the website or whether it's um, just like thinking through how to approach different issues in the neighborhood. I just end up asking women. And so it's been a it's been really inspiring and it's, it's been like an automatic thing that I've done and so far so good. So (laughs) I'll probably keep doing it. Cool. Well, we should probably introduce you officially. Um, So you're Victoria or Tori. Yes. At Ingolstadt. And what are you running for? So I'm running for a lot of things. Um, Philadelphia is divided up into wards Um, So we have 70 wards. Each ward is split up even smaller into these divisions. And your division almost always correlates to your polling place. Uh So we have boards of election um, within each division. And they're essentially charged with making sure that everything on election day goes smoothly that the votes are counted correctly, that the people who are coming and saying that they, who they are, you know, that they are who they are, that they're um, able to use the machines without any problems, that they're able to get on the correct line. So there is a judge of elections and there's an inspector of elections. Uh, In Philly, they allow you to run for both at the same time. Um, So I will be running for both at the same time. And I've also declared my candidacy for committee person. Um, Each ward in Philly has two committee people per party. And they, um, they are, it is a party seat. So it would be Philadelphia is vastly uh, Democratic. There's definitely Republicans here, but I think I've read something that it was like seven to one Democrats to Republicans in Philadelphia. So they really do have the majority of the power. Um, So these committee people, they help determine who's on the ballot. We elect our judges in Philadelphia. So they help determine who our judges will be, who our state representatives will be, and who our ward leaders will be. So they really do influence a lot of um, the leadership. And they also help represent, you know, registered Democrats in their ward. Yeah, that's a lot of power for uh, a position that probably a lot of people aren't e- don't even know is out there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, these board of elections positions are largely unfilled, um, which is surprising to me because Philly is, it's such a great city. 
for so many reasons, but one of the reasons I'm most proud of is that people are really involved locally. You know, everybody wants the best for their community and for their neighborhood. So, you know, neighborhood association meetings are well attended. People show up to zoning committee meetings. You know, like this city is really marked by people in the public wanting to get involved um, and stuff like that. So, you know, there's definitely been a surge of folks running to run for office um, following this past election. But Philly's always been a place where people just want to get involved and want to help out where they can. Oh, that's great. Yeah. So why did you decide to run? Um, there are a lot of reasons why I decided to run. I um, am specifically really excited about the Board of Elections positions because, to be frank, I've had some weird experiences when I've gone <laughs> to vote. Um, you know, there, I've there's a guy who's been working at our polling station and I've seen him wearing a Donald Trump hat and I've seen him wearing a Donald Trump t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And I've had neighbors who've called 911 because they knew that that wasn't the appropriate thing, that the, that wow. wasn't actually even the legal thing to be doing yeah. at a polling station. So, you know, that's like a, that's a little aside. But, you know, I just really look around my neighborhood and it's so unique. So we've got, I live in a neighborhood called East Kensington and you know, we've got, we've got plenty of challenges. Um, we've got a lot of gentrification happening. Um, my block specifically in my neighborhood has the most beautiful diversity. Um, you know, we've got children, we've got elderly people, I've got Vietnamese neighbors, I've got Hispanic neighbors, I've got black neighbors, I've got Muslim neighbors. That's one of the big reasons why I wanted to live in this neighborhood was this diversity of thought alongside new businesses and new innovation and a real feeling of belonging and inclusivity. So pairing that with, I know a lot of people who have seen the system not work for them. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you look at people who don't vote, and there's a little aside about this on my website too. Um, <laughs> but when you look at people who are non-voters or who don't vote, the the margin is so large of, of these, these are the kinds of people who care a lot about raising the minimum wage, who care a lot about, you know, having decent schools, who care a lot about health care. So there are all these issues that they care about and that they want to see work for them, but They've either felt disenfranchised by the system, um, so they just don't think that voting is going to have any sort of impact. I'd really like to see that change in our area. I'd really like to see more people coming out and voting. And I think that, you know, as judge of elections, inspector of elections, committee person, whatever, whatever I am, you know, I'd really like to be leading the charge to getting people more involved, getting people to vote and helping them have an understanding that it really does have an impact. I mean, we've seen how close this last election was. We've seen Mm -hmm. how close other elections have been. And I really want our neighborhood to have that voice because we we do have so many, we do have such a beautiful diversity. Um, So I just really want us to be represented. So what is your day job? What, you know, what's your background? Yeah, sure. Um, 
I've got a I've got a mixed bag in my background. Um, <laughs> you know, I I've got a undergraduate degree in architecture. I've got my bachelor's in architecture. Um, I have a master's in public administration, which definitely points more more towards the work like this that I'm looking yeah. to do. So after my undergrad, I was feeling a little funny about you know. So okay, I've just graduated college. Now I'm just supposed to go and do what, you know, get a job, make money and continue in on a path of normalcy. Um, so I wanted to change it up. I joined the Peace Corps right after graduating college, lived in Uganda for two years. Um, I was in a small village in the middle of nowhere. Um, but it was an experience where I could exist in this community and ask the question, what can I do to help? And Peace Corps was so amazing in that that's what they wanted you to do. You know, what resources, what knowledge, what skills do I have that can maybe help improve the lives of the people around me, especially the lives of the people who are the most vulnerable around me. So that experience was very transformative. It really influenced um, my personal goals, my career goals. Uh, so when I came back from that, I worked in a school in Camden, New Jersey, city with a lot of wonderful people, amazing families, but it's it's got a lot of challenges as well. Um, and I worked in a school there for five years, helping kids get into college. It was, again, a really transformative experience. I learned a lot about the realities of African-American lives on a day-to-day -day basis, um, you know, it, it really mm -hmm. like cut through a lot of assumptions I had made about black people in America. Um, it was really, I was so grateful for that time and for the people around me who were patient and I could ask annoying, maybe <laughs> off-color questions sometimes, but you know, I'm a white lady. I don't know what, what these experiences are like. So for um, for those five years in Camden, it was really wonderful to have all these people who were willing to, you know, sit me down and explain a lot of the, the American experience that I didn't necessarily have, but certainly existed. So, you know, I think that something that has really marked my career so far, and, you know, I'm, I'm only 30, I'm, I'm still young. I think I can still <laughs> say that I'm young <laughs> if I'm 30, um, but... So where else can I be empathetic was sort of my question. And where else can I seek out vulnerable people and, and make an impact on their lives? Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So right now my job is with a company that does organizational and strategic consulting for nonprofits um, and professional societies. It's, it's interesting work. We do a lot of uh, great projects. We run a lot of big annual meetings. So, you know, I've been able to gain a lot of experience managing larger budgets and, you know, doing a lot of digital marketing and stuff like that. Different sorts of experiences, but you have all quite sort a of led me wide here. range. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, something that I've found just among myself and, and my friends is, you know, millennials tend to get this reputation of job hoppers and we're not yeah. loyal, but I think we're, we're all looking for something to do that really means something 
to, 100%. to not only ourselves, but to our communities, I think. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because <laughs> I, I have a bit of the same, like, background. I'm fixing to celebrate my one-year anniversary here at my job, and that's mm-hmm. the first time I've worked at, for a year, <laughs> for a company for a year in mm-hmm. quite some time. Oh, yeah. I mean, when I stayed at the school for five years, it was I was a vet by the end of it, you know. Yeah. People don't stick around in jobs like that anymore. And I think that... I think that that really speaks to so many different things in society, really, about how young people just don't really feel like they fit. And if if we aren't, if if the people who are, okay, so if the status quo isn't going to consider the things that we need, mm-hmm. like the, we need to have some impact where we are. We need to feel like, you know, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is we're young people. We have really good ideas. You know, we have been raised in a time where schools were doing pretty good. You know, we've, we've gotten this education and we've gotten these experiences. And we're just like bursting at the seams with ideas. Everybody I know is is frustrated in one way or another mm-hmm. with, with yeah. how the status quo is treating us. And, you know, we're just ready to jump in. Like, one of the questions that you wrote in your email to me before we started was, what obstacles have you faced? And, you know, Philadelphia has been around for a long time. The Democratic mm-hmm. Party has been around in Philadelphia for a long time. And, you know, we've got some really outstanding local government here in Philly but it it's it's largely populated by a certain kind of person definitely not overall definitely not a hundred percent but you know I think it's time for a change I think Mm -hmm. it's time for us for some more women to get involved I think it's time for some more people of color to get involved definitely for more young people to get involved. Um, I'm really hoping to see that in in May at our election. Uh, I'm really hoping to see that in 2018 in that election as well. But yeah, you know, I think, I think it's time. <laughs> <laughs> so for people who are in your area, in Philadelphia, or even, you know, who want to help you from afar, what, how can people get involved with your campaign and what you're doing? Yeah, I've got a page on my site where they can tell me just how they'd like to do that. Uh, (laughs) Something that I've found really helpful is just calling up my friends and bouncing off every single idea I have off of them. Like I said, you know, we're we're all just bursting at the seams with, with ideas and opinions I mean, do you need people to knock on doors and say, hey, I know yeah, it's not November, it's like, it's but so remember we're voting. because they can't knock on doors unless they live in my oh, division yeah. and are a registered Democrat. So, yeah, I've got so many people who are like, let me come one weekend and knock on doors with you. But you can't. Like, I'm the only one who can <laughs> knock on all these doors. So, honestly, it, it when, my, when my friends – so I've got a really wonderful friend in Minnesota who we've been sort of supporting each other – via Facebook, um, Mm -hmm. you know, throughout all the scary, terrible things that our president uh, is enforcing or is trying to enforce. 
and she asked me how she could help. And my first answer was just go run yourself. Like, I think that's the best way that people abroad or people who are outside of Philadelphia can help uh-huh. me because the things that I want to accomplish are certainly focused in Philadelphia, but you know, we've got issues that are on a federal level that are impacting us every day. You know, we've got a we've got an attorney general right now who is going to try to suppress voting. So, this board of elections position is really important for that. But Philadelphia isn't going to be the only place that's affected by this mm-hmm. wave. So, I just want to encourage everybody I know to run for these offices or to, you know, find a local commission that they can join because anything I can accomplish here in Philly ought to be replicated in other places. We're going to need it on all fronts. So how did you find out about that you can actually run for election board because, um, yeah. you know, honestly, I hadn't realized that that was an electable position until I started talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so if we're somebody, you know, in Texas or Minnesota or Florida or something, you know, what is your advice as far as finding positions that p- may not be as public? Yeah. So since the election, it's been a lot easier, I think, to find out this kind of information. I've been wanting to run for office probably my whole life. You know, the first time somebody called me bossy, I didn't understand why that was a bad thing. <laughs> um, Did you want to be president when you were a little girl? I don't know. I, I don't know if I wanted to be president, but I knew that I should be in charge. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think that I could think of a better way to do that sort of thing. (laughs) Or like, you know, why is this rule in existence that might help this person, but is really going to be, you know, a terrible thing for, for this other person over here. So I've always had this like righteous anger of, uh, you know, why, why aren't they asking me what they should do here? (laughs) Um, and, and along that same thread, you know, I one of the big reasons I really want to run is because I, I think I do have a lot of empathy. I want to hear about the ideas that my constituents, future possible constituents would have. So, yeah, so prior to the election, when I was looking for how to do this, it was difficult. And I think that that was... Um, a condition of the old party in Philadelphia, you know, not a lot of web presence, not a lot of uh, available information online, but really since the election, it's been a lot more readily available. So I knew that there was a board of elections election coming up this year because Mm -hmm. I was able to speak with my ward leader Um, She gave me all that information. She was very, very helpful. So she helped me figure that out. And then the Philadelphia Democrat Progressive Committee, Uh maybe the Progressive Democrat Committee of Philadelphia, they've been having these outstanding, huge meetings of people. And I'm sure stuff like this is happening all over the country. 
but they've been specifically having meetings in Philadelphia that are just how to run for office. And they've got great panels with current politicians, political consultants, political lawyers, all of these people to help answer all of these questions because I think we are going to see so many brand new newcomers to elected offices soon because of these meetings. There's another organization in Philly called Young Involved Philly, YIP. They've had a lot of great sessions as well about just how to run, you know, local state reps have come out to sort of explain the whole process, talk about roadblocks, talk about losing elections. You know, we met with a guy who lost the election for Philadelphia mayor and he was able to share all of his amazing experience about campaigning on on the L train and mm -hmm. what's it like to, to talk to strangers all day long about the things you're trying to do and face all this rejection and still think that you know, you should be the next voice of the city. So those two organizations have been immensely helpful and they've got great websites too. Yeah, so I would say that. I would say the combination of PEG, my ward leader, um, the, the Progressive Democrat Committee of Philadelphia and Young Involved Philly, those three organizations have helped me really zone in on what should I do in Philly right now. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, organizations like Running Start and She Should Run have been so helpful in motivating me. Just these groups of women who are looking for what to run for, who aren't sure what party they belong to anymore, who, you know, have been told they shouldn't run for one reason or another. Mm -hmm. Being able to hear all those stories and receive motivation from that has been really invaluable. Yeah, I love reading the the stories in the She Should Run oh, about, you know, women who are like, well, I've been thinking about it for years, and then finally somebody, somebody said, well, why not? Right, you know, right. You know, just at some point you have to quit making excuses if you're really going to do it, and that just, I love reading all those stories. Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, one of the biggest roadblocks for me was that I was sort of waiting for someone to tell me it was okay to do mm -hmm. it. I was waiting for this permission. Um, and that's not going to come from anybody. I have to give myself permission. You know, I'm the one who has to walk into the city commissioner's office and get my nomination petition. I'm the one who has to go knock on all these doors and introduce myself to people and have the door close in my face and move on to the next house. Mm -hmm. um, so I really had to realize that. And I think that's a hard thing, especially for women. You know, I, yes. I think that it's it's difficult to get get yourself pumped up and really get that motivation and that confidence that our ideas are good. Our time and our positions and our opinions are so valuable and so needed. I mean, you can see it happen in congress that women are the ones who are getting stuff done women mm -hmm. are the ones who are bringing home you know increased grants for their for their locales and they're they're making compromises happen across the aisle i really think that the more women that get involved in politics the better off we'll all be agree yes <laughs> agree <laughs> republican or democrat i don't even yeah yeah like yeah I think there's there's something about being a woman that you're just like, okay, I just need to talk to somebody and we can work this out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's how exactly. We, probably how we've been socialized. Right. I think that that's 
fine. You know, I think that the our our ability to compromise and our ability to talk things out and and empathize and understand someone else's life and someone else's position, even though it's nothing that we recognize from ourselves. Those things are innate in many women and mm -hmm. those things will translate so well into getting more done wherever we run. Yeah. And I love what you said about you just have to, especially as women, you just have to realize that you don't have to like wait for permission. Um, yeah, I mean, because I especially was... with the, if you're trying to change something very serious you know, and mm -hmm. change the establishment, mm -hmm. then the people who have been doing it the same way are not going to want to let new people in. Exactly. I mean, if I wait for my ward leader to tell me I have her support, or if I wait for my state rep to return my phone call, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to get started. And, you know, I joked about being 30 and being young, but I need to get this show on the road. Like we need to start. <laughs> we don't have any time to waste here. So if we're going to if we're going to wait for a man to give us permission or a politician to give us permission, we're not going to find it. We just have to give it to ourselves. Yeah. All right. So, where can people find you online or Yay. in person or anything? Um, people can find me at my website toryengelstad.com, e n g e l s t a d is my last name. I should really shorten that or change it. If I want to run for a bigger <laughs> office, it's so hard to spell. <laughs> no, I can't do it. I'll, no, I'll hold make, on to my Norwegian roots. <laughs> make people learn who you are. Yes. Barack Obama was elected president, That's right. so I can do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So my website is a great place for people to find me. I'm on Twitter, Tori Engelsad. Yeah, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. All those links are on my website as well. And, you know, you can find me at church on Sunday. You can find me <laughs> meditating on Wednesday nights. You can find me at the city cleanups on Saturday. Yeah, just about anywhere. We've got a little bit going on. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, thanks for talking to me. Oh, yeah, it was so fun. Thanks to Tori Ingolstadt for being my first guest. You can find her at ToriInglestad.com, and I'll put that link up on She'sRunningPod.com. If you're in Philadelphia, remember to vote for Board of Elections on May 16th. This isn't a November race, so mark it on your calendar now, May 16th. Thanks for listening to She's Running. You can find She's Running at She'sRunningPod.com and on Twitter and Facebook at She'sRunningPod. I'm Emily Jackson, and I would love to hear what you thought of our first episode. If you enjoyed it, please tell your friends. I'll be back next week with my guest, Milwaukee's own Paula Phillips. Thanks. Talk to you soon.